Welcome to Self-Worth Club, the podcast that empowers you to believe in yourself and your work. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, creative, or simply looking to cultivate greater self-worth, Self-Worth Club is for you. Join us each week as we empower you to believe in yourself and unlock your full potential. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Worth Club. Today, we're diving into a topic that I'm sure is going to make you smile, the science of happiness. I'm your host, Zoe, and I am so thrilled that you're here today and that I get to explore this topic with you and share the science behind happiness and some actionable steps to help boost your own happiness. So, what is happiness really? Well, in the world of positive psychology, it's not just about those fleeting moments of pleasure. It's about a deeper sense of contentment and well-being. It's about finding joy in the meaning of your life, no matter what the circumstances are. So, coming up with a formal definition of it is kind of sticky. It's hard to do. And after all, it's something that, you know, we should feel, right? But we often use the term to describe a range of positive emotions, including amusement, joy, pride, contentment, a lot like I did a second ago when I said, what is happiness? But in order to understand the causes and effects of happiness, researchers first needed to define it. And for most, the term happiness is interchangeable with subjective well-being which is typically measured by asking people about how satisfied they feel with their lives, how much positive and negative emotion they tend to feel, and also their sense of meaning and purpose with their lives. However, it is really important to note that social and cultural factors also influence how we think about happiness. For example, Studies by William Taub and others have found that people from culture, from different cultures that embrace a more collectivist ideal, they think about happiness more in terms of harmony and contentment. While people with a more individualistic culture, they connect it to feelings of exuberance and joy. Happiness levels are also shaped by our social groups, like our families, and happier people increase the happiness of people around them. I hope that we understand that already. (laughs) Um, Next, let's talk about some research that I found on happiness. So, science. One, according to a recent Oxford Business School study, happy employees are 13% more productive. Two, happiness has been linked to an increase in resilience in terms of managing stress and setbacks, as well as engaging in healthy behaviors that lead to better coping skills and health immunity for that person. Three, 
Scientific studies also reveal that a connection between physical health and happiness with benefits like a stronger immune system, greater resilience um, when facing stress, a stronger heart, and faster recovery from illness or surgery are linked. So happiness is directly linked with those things. Four, there is research that suggests that happiness may help us live longer lives, which makes so much sense when you think about the last one I just said. Five, another study conducted by the Happiness Research Institute found that how happy we are with our homes, our environment, our space is super important, and it accounts for about 15% of our overall happiness. No wonder I'm so obsessed with remodeling my house. And six, people who are more connected to their family, to their friends, and to their community are happier and physically healthier than people who are less connected. Some things to think about, kind of gauge where you are. Next, we're going to talk about practical aspects of happiness. So how can you boost your own happiness? Let's explore habits that you can incorporate in your daily life. First up is gratitude journaling. So taking a few moments each day to reflect on what you're grateful for can have a profound impact on your well-being. Appreciate what you already have rather than focusing on what you still want. Eventually it's going to come, but we have to learn to enjoy the journey. Next, work on cultivating better relationships in your life. You can start this by first taking stock of your social life. So make a list of all the people in your life and note the kind of relationship you have with each of them. And then also note the support that they provide for you in your life and how often you spend time with them. This is going to help you clarify what relationships matter most and help you figure out how to move next. Like, do I want to spend more time with this person? The person who makes me laugh. And maybe I want to spend less time with a person who, when I leave, I feel tired, I feel drained, I feel like I need to rest, right? They're taking from you rather than giving to you. Really important that you continuously evaluate your relationships, all of them. It's also important to consider what is most valuable to you, most important to you at this stage in your life, because those things are always changing. And what you need most from yourself and the people around you changes as well. Another thing to focus on in your relationships is prioritizing relationships in general and being more present in them. Too many of us spend time zoning out on social media or watching TV at home sometimes and you barely notice the people around you or you choose the night in watching movies rather than interacting with the people who are closest to you. And in order to be more present, I also suggest that you show more curiosity in the people around you. That's going to help so much. So another tip here is to set meaningful goals for yourself that provide structure and purpose for your life. Something I want to mention here that I talk to my clients about a lot is the Goldilocks rule. So if you have Goldilocks and the Three Bears, um, You'll get this a lot better. I'm sure everyone does. But you want to pick a goal that's not super easy. Not just like, oh, yeah, I could do that in my freaking sleep, you know, with one hand tied behind my back. 
Not a goal that's really hard, that starts to frustrate you because you don't know how to move. You can't get there. You keep getting knocked down. It just feels so far out of reach. It's insane at this point with, with what you know, with, you know, what you do. You want to pick one that's in the middle, but a little leading into hard, too hard. You want it to challenge you. You want it to feel like I could do this, but I have to reach for it. I need to, you know, really take some action, maybe learn something a little new, try something a bit out of my comfort zone. Doesn't, you don't want it to be crazy, but you want it to be just on the edge there to where you're like, this is just right. That's the Goldilocks goal. So seeking healthy challenges and stretching our abilities just a bit beyond our comfort zone helps us realize our full potential. And that is that optimal zone for growth. And that is where you're going to find so much happiness and fulfillment and purpose in what you do. So keep in mind the Goldilocks rule when you are goal setting for yourself next time. And then last but not least on this front, I'm going to list out some other strategies real quick that you can do to boost your happiness. And we'll go into too much detail with these, just kind of number them off. So one, focus on problem solving, not just venting about your problems. Two, take time to engage in random acts of kindness for others. Three, celebrate when people in your life share good news with you. Don't try to relate to them or make it about you. Just celebrate them in that moment. Four, be mindful of others and practice more compassion and empathy with them. Put yourself in their shoes more often. Five, be kind to yourself. Avoid overly self-critical or perfectionist behavior. Six, do your best to savor experiences that bring you joy because that's just going to intensify it and prolong the joy. Seven, avoid the temptation to complain and reinforce negativity in your life. Instead, practice positively reframing the circumstances that you want to complain about. There's always a silver lining you can find. Now, let's talk about mindset. Happiness depends on your mindset. You are in control of it. You are responsible for it. And taking that power, mm, it's going to help you so much. So for this part, I'll be referencing data collected by researcher Dr. Zittergruen using the psychometric assessment called the Mind View Profile which measures various mindset skills as they relate directly to performance and positive life outcomes. And I'll also be referencing the Authentic Happiness Inventory, which is a psychological assessment for happiness. Out of all the factors that were tested in this mind view assessment to your happiness compared, self-awareness had the highest correlation with happiness. Someone with high self-awareness feels comfortable and confident in who they are, just what I try to teach you here every episode. They know their strengths and use them on a regular basis. Something I've been saying and preaching for years now is that confidence is a skill that can be learned and grown within you. You aren't just born with confidence. Sure, your upbringing played a factor in how confident you are now, but you're an adult. You have the power and control over your life, and you can decide to cultivate more confidence and self-worth for yourself 
at any time. It's possible to grow here in this category. So you cannot use any excuse of I'm just not confident enough or, you know, they're, they're just born with it. They've always been that way. You can build that confidence in yourself as well. Take power there. There's so much research to support it too. Do a little Google search if you don't believe me. But when you develop a greater sense of self-confidence, it helps you achieve bigger goals in your life. Building internal belief that you can achieve what you set out to do is absolutely crucial in making your dreams happen. Goal clarity is super important when it comes to developing that internal belief to succeed. I'm sorry, I just smacked the mic. That might have been loud. (laughs) If you don't know where you're headed, it's only going to cause frustration and confusion for you. Imagine I tell you to come to my house, but I only tell you which city. How are you going to get here? And how confused and frustrated are you going to be trying to find the right address and the directions to my house? It's going to be near impossible. Make sure you know where you're going. And I want to give a little side note here. Plans are things that change, okay? You have to be clear on the outcomes that you want and set plans in motion to make things happen for yourself. That action is imperative. But you also have to keep in mind that plan A might not work. Plan B might not work. C, D, it might not work you'll most likely have to pivot many, many times and try another route. But that's okay. (laughs) That's how it goes for everyone. That's life. That's how you're going to get to the final destination. And my friends and I were just talking about this yesterday. We were talking about how random things in our life, like just talking about these different examples of things that happen in our lives that at the moment felt bad, felt terrible. But without them happening, we wouldn't have some of the things we cherish most in our lives and the people that we cherish most in our lives. And I just want to challenge you to reframe when things go wrong and maybe just put a pause on it and be like, you know, this is shit right now. But there's going to be a reason for this in the future. This is going to lead me to meet someone or a door to open or something to happen that I'm going to be so grateful for in the future. And I just have to wait and see why I'm taking this detour. There's always a reason for the detour. So stay positive and grateful and remember that the journey is what matters most. If you're not enjoying the route to get there, what's the point? You're also delaying the chemical of motivation that's going to keep you going by focusing too much on the end goal and not finding ways to reward yourself during the, during the journey. I think my success mindset, my five keys to success mindset episode goes into that a little deeper if you're curious on that. Lastly, I want to give you some actionable takeaways. So Number one, start a happiness journal to track daily moments of joy and gratitude. Maybe in your phone, so it's really easy to access if your phone notes. Two, consider incorporating meditation into your daily routine. This mindfulness is going to help so much in keeping you grounded and present during the journey. Three, 
challenge yourself to perform acts of kindness daily and give back to the people around you. This is going to give you so much joy, I promise. And four, don't forget to set and work towards meaningful goals that are aligned with your values. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey to explore the science of happiness. Remember that it is within your reach and you deserve a life filled with joy and purpose. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll explore another exciting topic to empower you on your journey of self-worth. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss it. I'll see you later. Bye. P.S. If you love the vibes here and got something out of listening today, please screenshot and share on your story. I'd love to be tagged and hear your thoughts. My Instagram for the pod is at underscore self worth club.